0: Relax. You're quite safe here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes 10.
2: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey... I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or whether you're subscribed, leaving a star rating and a comment on iTunes as well and never missing one single episode by subscribing, of course. Thank you very much, everybody that does that. All right, it's time once again. I mean, I feel like we just did this, but uh, we've got 10 more very notable deaths in music and uh so let's uh let's go ahead and do this one. uh the d- d- stellar stellar list of performers today and tons of recognizable stuff which is not usually the norm sometimes for the death shows the fallen of 2014 this year. Uh, as the last two fallen episodes would dictate uh, some slightly obscure stuff but uh Get up contrast this time. You're going to hear a lot of stuff that you're very familiar with. Maybe a few things you haven't heard before, but I can damn sure guarantee you're probably going to love all of it. So yeah, let's just get right to it. The first one I want to talk about is a guy named Glenn Cornick. Glenn Cornick was a rock and roll bass player from England. Uh, Actually lived uh, his last days in Hawaii. We should all be so lucky. Uh, But he died August 28th this year. He said he had congestive heart failure. Uh, Glenn was a bass player who played in the very early years of Jethro Tull, like pre-fame, really. So those really early albums before they hit it big, he was the bass player for them. And uh, as kind of luck would have it, I've been looking for an excuse to play this on the show, and it just kind of fell into my lap. Uh, A co-worker of mine, this guy Steve, cool guy, he ordered a CD of this record that he knew about from back in the 70s, a band called Paris they were uh, a super group of sorts they put out two records in 1976 their bass player was glenn and rounding out the band was a guy named tom mooney who was the drummer for naz todd rungren's band and bob welch uh, from fleetwood mac and solo fame wow i mean when, when i heard that that was a lineup i was like i gotta hear this and he played it for me and uh you gotta go check this record out. Uh, so, uh, this is for Glenn Cornick. This is how we're paying tribute to him here on Rock Strikes 10 from the awesome self titled album by Paris. This is Religion.
0: You know, I almost got religion, but the stories that they told.
2: Alright, there you go. What'd you think of that, huh? Yeah, that was Paris with the late, great Bob Welch, Tom Mooney, and the now late Glenn Cornick on bass. Hope you enjoyed that. Go check that record out. It's been reissued in Europe under that uh, awesome Rock Candy label, Uh, so go get the reissue of that. I don't know anything about the follow-up album, Big Town 2061, but I'm definitely going to go check it out now for sure, so... There you go, Paris. He's trying to do something a little fun and upbeat on the Fallen episodes because they can be a bit of a downer. So, yeah. Next guy we're going to talk about here, and as I like to do here on Rock Strikes 10 with the Fallen episodes, is kind of spotlight people that work behind the scenes, that that contribute a lot to the music. Uh, songwriters that, that don't sing, producers, people like that. You, you understand uh, this next guy was a producer from America. His name is Rick Parashar. hope I'm saying that right. Uh, I've never heard his name before. I Actually, it turns out I own a few records that he produced. Uh, mostly known for producing, you know, kind of modern hard rock. You know, your Nickelbacks and your UPOs and Three Doors Down and stuff like that. Stuff I don't listen to, quite honestly. Uh, but the first few records that he produced... Whoa! Uh, a lot of, you know... Early uh, Seattle quote unquote grunge records Pearl Jam 10, Temple of the Dog, great record, Sap by Allison Chains, Blind Melons, self titled, and this one here. I'm going to use this to represent him. I think one of the better sounding records of the 90s, a- an album that I sure like a lot. Haven't played anything by it in a long time, so let's correct that. Going to play you something off of the self titled album by Pride and Glory. Yes, featuring Zach Wilde and uh you know gotta love it man it's uh if you never heard pride and glory before it's like sabbath meets the Almond brothers so here you go pride and glory for rick parisher this is shine on uh-huh. There you go for Rick Parisher that was Pride and Glory was Shine On from their self-titled record that Rick produced there. Hope you enjoyed that. Go check out that record. There's a really great reissue of that that came out on Spitfire Records in 2000 or so and it's got a bonus EP with a lot of cool cover songs on there. So go check that out. All right. Moving all the way back to the 50s as what happens quite a bit here during the fallen episodes. Going to talk about a guy named Bobby Clark Bobby Clark, very important player in the early days of rock and roll. He was a member of Vince Taylor and the Playboys, which is a super important band. I can't stress that enough. They've had a bunch of great songs with massive influence on all the bands that followed, especially out of England. And uh, going to play you this one for sure. This definitely cements quite a bit of legacy here. Uh, this is a song that was originally performed by Vince Taylor and the Playboys, which uh, if you also have one of the greatest albums of all time, The Clash is Calling, you will recognize this because it was covered on it. This is Vince Taylor and the Playboys along with the late Bobby Clark with Brand New Cadillac. <laughs> Playboys with brand new Cadillac and that was for Bobby Clark playing some great drums on there for sure uh, awesome awesome and this is of course another one of the reasons uh, why Wikipedia is like one of the greatest websites ever if not the greatest website ever uh, man reading a ton of stuff about Bobby here he's got ties with just rock royalty uh, when he moved out to the U.S. after he was done with Vince Taylor. Uh, he wound up playing with Zappa uh, and doing the Elves Themselves thing, which was something that, that that happened that had to do with Frank and people from Love and, and Hendrix even. Uh, and then, then he winds up going back to England, and he pretty much almost becomes the original drummer for Deep Purple. He was jamming with them for a couple of months. Uh, John Lord, Richie Blackmore, Nick Simper, and and right when ian pace came into the picture he was out of the picture but uh, for those first couple of months when what became deep purple he was their drummer i mean how crazy is that uh just and then he played with jeff beck i mean much respect there, there's a guy that truly doesn't get his due when he's alive but what a life that guy must have led good stuff good stuff there all right, from a guy that kind of is, you know, not in the spotlight to a guy who really was in the spotlight. Uh, I'm going to talk about Paul Revere of Paul Revere and the Raiders. Uh, massive loss there, and the guy is definitely a super, super important figure. Uh, much respect for Paul Revere. And uh, for this one, I'm going to go pretty obvious. I mean, I-, I love a lot of Paul Revere songs. It's just one of the things, you know, the hits are, are definitely, I think, the best songs in this case. I even love Indian Reservation. There's just something about that song. I just think it's so cool. Uh, But I'm gonna play you probably his first big hit from 1966. Truly one of the greatest songs of all time. And and as a straight edge guy, I think this is a great anthem. So here you go. This is Paul Revere and the Raiders with Kicks. ride there for paul revere that was paul revere and the raiders with kicks hope you enjoyed that that's a classic for sure and uh, paul died july 4th 2009 uh from cancer that damn cancer uh but yeah it's it's just really sad he was 62 years old uh, still playing shows gotta love that uh but there you go well paul revere for you rest in peace there all right, moving all the way over to uh, another singer, actually. A guy who, if there was an AOR Rock Hall of Fame of Singers, this guy would definitely be a first ballader. Uh, talking about Jimmy Jameson, who was the second notable singer for the band Survivor in the 80s. And he joined actually after their biggest hit, "I Have the Tiger, but, uh, you know... And most people, most people, if you poll them, they they wouldn't know or think they wouldn't know more than just Eye of the Tiger. But Survivor had a handful of hits all through the 80s. So most of their hits actually have Jimmy singing on them. So I think that's pretty cool. Definitely one of the more successful replacement singers of all time. So I'm going to play this one. This was kind of a personal favorite from when I was a kid. And I hadn't heard this song since it was out. So that means I haven't heard this song... Uh, legitimately for almost 30 years now so from 1986 is when seconds count the great jimmy jameson on vocals here with survivor with is this love i am somewhere right now in my old backyard jumping on the trampoline with the radio on there you go that was for jimmy jameson that was survivor with is this love off of the 1986 record when seconds count and uh you know if you you're like that that voice man if you don't know this you've heard jimmy's voice probably more than you're willing to admit Uh, Because not only did he have those string of hits with Survivor there, but he sang the theme song to Baywatch. Yeah, same voice. There you go. Now you're like, oh yeah, I I can totally hear it now. So there you go. That was for Jimmy. All right, moving on here to a huge, huge loss. Another, another, I mean, they're all huge losses, but, you know, we all have our personal feelings about different individuals, but this one was huge. Uh, The last of the original four Ramones, left us this year, the great Tommy Ramone. Uh, Tommy was a guy who was the original drummer and uh, basically stepped down from the band at a point uh, right before Road to Ruin was coming out. So he played on the first three studio records and that that's big in itself and also played drums on one of the greatest live albums of all time, Ramone's It's Alive. Just Just an essential, essential live album. Uh, but from all the ramones documentaries that i've seen over the years it's understood that tommy actually uh taught marky ramone his replacement how to play the drums the way you're supposed to in the ramones with that just wrist going you know 100 miles an hour just just like clockwork just keep it going like apparently he's the guy that tutored uh marky so he Never left on bad terms. He just, uh, you know, kind of eased himself out of the band. Even came back to do some production on Too Tough to Die. Great album. The Ramones, I was saying this the other day to Nola, just a prime example of a true family in the music industry. You know, none of the guys were brothers, but all the stuff you hear about them, and they still all worked with each other at a point. You know, even when Dee Dee got fired from the band and replaced by cj they would still bring him back to write you know never letting him get so far away from them same thing with tommy tommy was always in the family so uh that's an interesting thing you always hear about how the ramones hate each other and a lot of them just really didn't like each other but they treated each other like true family it's really interesting but uh i'm getting away from tommy here uh tommy's such an influential player i mean who, who can really play like that except you know a handful of guys obviously so he's a truly important drummer in the annals of rock history here's one of my personal favorites from the immortal self-titled album the very first one from the ramones this is loudmouth right there you go that was the ramones with loudmouth from their debut self-titled album with the late great tommy ramone the late great all of them right it's it's a shame they're all gone now it's uh it's weird <laughs> that's all i gotta say about that tommy also gets the credit in writing i want to be your boyfriend and apparently he wrote most of blitzkrieg bop as well uh, he also played uh, guitar solos on all the ramones albums that he produced with that and, uh, if you're looking for more cool production credits from Tommy, go check out these great records. The Replacements album, Tem and Red Cross as Neurotica. Both, both really cool records. Uh, so go, uh, do that. Go do that for Tommy. All right. Next one here, you're probably not going to see this one coming. I don't, I mean, this, uh, death didn't get massive publicity. Some of these didn't. Uh, a lot of these actually did. Like I said, this is some of the more well-known List of the fallen that I've ever done, uh, but uh, man, the voice, an iconic voice, Don Pardo, who uh, is, of course, most famously known as the guy that introduced every single episode of Saturday Night Live for what, how long is it now? Uh, damn near 40 years. Uh, you know, obviously, now that he's gone, they had to get a replacement, I guess, for this new season. I haven't watched. I, and I don't watch, I probably haven't watched Saturday Night Live consistently for 20 years and I mean that, but Don Pardo you're like, why are you talking about Don Pardo, Joey? Well if if you're a Zappa fan you definitely know why, yes uh, not only did Frank Zappa guest on a really early episode of Saturday Night Live he had Don Pardo do some uh, crazy kind of, not background vocals but just uh, vocalizations <laughs> Uh, when he played "I Am the Slime" on SNL, and uh, Frank put out this awesome live record around that same time called Zappa in New York, and Dom Pardo shows up to the gig and uh, does some really cool, you know, spoken word talking things on there. He uh, on the track "The Illinois Enema Bandit" and on this one, of course, the song that Frank played on Saturday Night Live, you get to hear Dom Pardo going absolutely batshit crazy on stage. So. How could I leave him off of this list? Uh, because this this is just great. Check it out from Zappa in New York. This is Frank Zappa with Don Pardo and I am the slime.
0: One. Very little has changed, I'm the tool of the government, and industry too, for I am destined to rule and regulate you, I might be vile and pernicious, but you can't look away, I make you think I'm delicious, with the stuff that I say, I'm the best you can, Have you guessed me yet? I'm the slime oozing out from your...
1: Take it away, Don Pardo! You will obey me while I lead you! my hand can you go
2: there you go that was frank zappa from zappa new york live album with i'm the slime featuring don Pardo there on that great crazy spoken word part where he goes completely berserk i think that's awesome Uh, um and you know the once again reading on the bio page while i'm listening to the song And I know this, I just kind of temporarily forgot when I was putting this together, but you know, I probably still would have chosen the Zappa song for sure, but you might remember that he portrayed himself as a Jeopardy announcer on Weird Al's parody of Greg Ken's Jeopardy, I Lost on Jeopardy, really, really funny, uh, he kind of goes crazy on that too, (laughs) and, uh, sad. I, I found out what, uh, what's what been going on with him in Saturday Night Live. He he hadn't been doing them live in the studio for a long time now. He had been pre-recording the intros at his house and just sending them out. He was living in Arizona. And uh, Lord Michaels just, you know, of course wanted him to stay on the show for as long as he could. He said he was going to find a replacement. They really never did. Also found out that Daryl Hammond can do a Don Pardo impersonation and had been. Had done a few of them when he got sick for a few weeks. But, man, Don was 96 years old when he went. Really, really crazy. But obviously lived a full life, and that that's awesome. He was, uh, you know, married with children and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Don Pardo. We're going to miss you. Saturday nights will truly never be the same. All right, we got two more to go here. Next guy I'm going to talk about here is a guy named... John Gustafson, hope I'm saying that right. I'm not very European, obviously, being a Texas boy and all. Uh, but this guy played on some great records, especially, uh, once again, a bass player, as a bass player for Roxy Music, one of my favorite bands of all time, and this being from one of my favorite albums of all time, easily Roxy Music's Siren record. Just, y- you gotta own this record. It's not just a one song album. It is a full, awesome, classic 70s rock experience. So go get Siren, you'll hear this great song in here. This is Roxy Music with Both Ends Burning. Right, there you go that was for john gustafson hope i'm saying that right once again he was also known as gus uh, but that was roxy music with both ends burning off of their album siren go get that record john also played with roxy on the stranded album and the country life album and has one credit on the live viva album that followed siren on the song both ends burning actually which when you you hear the way he plays bass on that song it's like how can you really replace that so that's probably why it's his only credit on the live album um, the guy that took over for him has the rest of the credits on there so interesting uh, he also played with Ian Gillen and Quartermass Mass and, and the Mercy Beats and um, you know stuff like that so there you go John Gustafson hope you enjoyed that out there all right this next guy here is definitely one of the most respected guitar players of all time you probably know who I'm talking about already. We lost Johnny Winter this year. That's a huge loss. And one of those guys, I've always heard stuff by him. And every time I hear him, I'm just like, man, that guy could play. Obviously, I'm not alone in that opinion. Uh, But I'm also guilty of never really getting a lot of his stuff. So I'm kind of doing that thing that a lot of people do whenever someone dies and they start to appreciate him after that. And I feel terrible for that. Uh, but, you know, I guess sometimes better late than never. Uh, Michael Butler on the Rock and Roll Geek Show did an awesome tribute to him. Uh, you should go check out that episode. Uh, definitely, I think it's just called Johnny Winter, Rest in Peace. But it's a great tribute. He plays a lot of great songs by him. Yeah, just this is actually one of the songs that he played on there. So I'm going to play it here for you guys. Uh, so go check out Johnny Winter's catalog. Obviously, you're not going to be disappointed here, especially if you're a fan of guitar playing. Because he had it in spades, so uh, ironically, this is Johnny Winter with still alive and well. I'm hungry. Let's do this, fucker. Hit it. One. Don't hit it now. Hit it on four. One, two,
1: three, four. Did you ever take a look who's left around?
2: right there you go that was johnny winter johnny left us this year on july sixteenth, two 2014 at 70 years old still playing shows that was two days after his very last concert or what would prove to be it wouldn't have been his last that's for sure but unfortunately it looks like uh there will be no more shows uh there's a documentary coming out about him that i'm definitely looking forward to seeing Maybe get me to play some catch-up here, and then I can get into his catalog a lot more. Yeah, so there you go. The Great Johnny Winter. I'm no authority for sure, but uh, I I know what I likes, and uh, everything I've heard by him is awesome. So go check him out as well. This is the big one for this episode for me. The big one for the year, for the decade. It's just uh, it's hard to talk about it still. When I think about it, I get really sad, and for obvious reasons, uh, I'm going to play you something... By Dick Wagner, uh, for longtime friends of the show, you know that I had the chance to talk with Dick. He was here on the show, and uh, the first, first big interview. It's always he's always going to be the first big interview that I ever had, and I'm always going to cherish that. Uh, and just not only just because of that, I mean the music itself. I mean, I, I never, if I had never talked to the man, I. I would be, uh, still feeling this loss, uh, writing the bulk of one of my all-time favorite artist catalog, Alice Cooper, and all the other things he contributed to. Um, you know, as a producer, as a songwriter, as a musician, he just had it. Hey, he had it all. And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, all of our times come, but, uh, before I get a little, uh, I want to read something about him that, uh, I wrote on the day he died, but I'll save it till after the song, and because I'm probably going to want it in the show immediately after that. Uh, but let's play this as a tribute to Dick. I, I've I played this on the episode he was on. I was actually originally going to go with his last recording, which is on a, a great tribute album called "A World with Heroes," which was put together by Mitch Lafon. He does a really cool version of Every Time I Look At You, which is a Kiss song that he played the original solo on when they when Kiss was actually recording the Revenge album. And uh, he does a really cool version of Every Time I Look At You on there, which I recommend you go look up. So go look up the World With Heroes collection. But this song here, this is the one I'm always going to remember him by. It's, it's my favorite song that he ever wrote. It's my favorite song that Alice ever did. And uh, it's just it's genius songwriting and when he was on the show i asked him if i could play this and uh, he was like yeah of course <laughs> because uh, this was the version that he did by himself the solo version of i might as well be on mars so here you go taking us out for this week this is the late great Dig wagner with might as well be on mars
0: Drive a swerve from lane to lane. A lonely guitar man is playing down the hall. Midnight blues coming through the wall. I tried to call you
1: on the telephone. I left it off the hook just to hear it ring You told me you
0: were big just live across the street that's a big
2: All right, closing off the show here today, very properly, that was Dick Wagner with Might As Well Be On Mars from his solo album collection called Rock Hits Story. I believe it's actually misspelled as history on iTunes, but you should go check that out. It's an out-of-print album, but that's the only place you can get it right now. Hopefully, there will be a very respectful reissue series of everything that was his as far as solo albums and stuff like that go. Hopefully everything will be made available physically at some point because I would like to have them all for sure. Uh, I wrote this uh, the day he died and I just put I'm just devastated today over the loss of the great Dick Wagner. I had the extreme pleasure and honor of speaking to him for about an hour last year and I will treasure that moment forever. He was an equally amazing guitar player and songwriter but most importantly of all a really good solid guy. Rock in peace brother. there you go that's all I can really say Uh, so I did my plugs at the top of the show so listen back if you didn't catch them the first time thanks for listening and but yeah that's it hope you enjoyed the show the music of course was all great thanks for putting up with me being a downer and uh, see you on the next one have fun
1: So come on take your time and dance with me.